on the third post-game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Tim and I are going over Kentucky's very improbable win over Missouri, Georgia's win over Florida at home, and also we're taking a look at the new top 25 for NCAA football and much more. So stay tuned and listen. Yards for the win for Kentucky. Now Snell shifts to the right of Wilson. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! I was waiting for the signal! I didn't need a signal. Welcome, guys. It's another episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast and another post-game show. I believe this is the third one. And, boy, what a afternoon it was uh, yesterday. You have Kentucky traveling. They took on Missouri. Down 14-3 at half. I was getting kind of worried. In the third quarter, they had plenty of opportunities to kind score. Kind of worried. Come on. I was, I was worried. <laughs> I, I was worried. And then, you know, they had plenty of opportunities. Defense gave them plenty of opportunities in the third quarter. And also, in the fourth quarter, they did capitalize on it. But third quarter, they had plenty of opportunities to score. And then fourth quarter came along. And UK's offense just turned it up. Benny played a little better. Terry Wilson, let me just tell you. How I, I and I know a lot of stuff has been said about him. Not a lot of people have been happy with the way he's played the past the previous four to five games. Well, he he really turned he 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 turned it around yesterday, and he really impressed me. And I I am so proud of him for coming in through the clutch like he did. And I am seriously I am I'm so proud of him for the way he played last night. Yeah, unfortunately, I was really sick yesterday, so I kind of had to keep up with it on my phone. But uh, the irony of it is is that uh, this is the exact opposite of what Kentucky's teams have been in the past. And we said this that's been the That's been the narrative of this season, yes. is how different this team has been than previous years. Where, and we were talking about this earlier. I mean, if that was – Previous years, Kentucky teams, it, been over. it would have been over because yeah. they've normally been a first-half team and then just let it go in the second half. And this year is completely different. They're a second-half team. Their defense, once again, keeping them in that game. Because if Kentucky didn't have a good defense, I mean, Missouri could have scored yeah, all they wanted. Could have ran out and scored. Something. This is a stat that is amazing to me. In the second half for Kentucky's defense, allowed zero first downs in that second half and like 11 or 12 punts and we're talking about that just that should show you powered high octane offense too who produces a lot of numbers there and one of the best quarterbacks in the nation as well yeah yeah that's amazing and you know this missouri team is vastly underrated i think the reason is because of their win loss but this team is a good ball team. I was worried about them, and I had we had every right to worry about them. They played very well yesterday, 
Um, Missouri fans have nothing to hang their head, heads about. They played a great ball game. They just didn't have it in the end. And, you know, we can talk about the um, pass interference calls and things like that. But in reality, this Kentucky team um, has way, way overproduced what we thought they would at the beginning of the season. And me and Tyler yep. were talking about it, that they could have been a, a five-loss team this year easily. Easily. They could have just – and we're you know, looking at two losses realistically. Realistically, two losses, it's realistically. two losses. And, of course, you have next week, which is now officially whoever wins between Kentucky and Georgia represents the East in the SEC championship game. And you have LSU versus Alabama. So you've got two huge East games, two huge West games. This is going to be great. Now, between LSU and Alabama, that also wouldn't that also decide who represents the yep. West? Yes, in the SEC championship game as well. Yeah, so that's going two very good games that yeah, are going I know. on that's next gonna week. Be awesome. And next weekend, that's pro, this is pro, next weekend is the best. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, it. That's the best college football weekend so far this oh, year. Oh yeah, and I oh, think yeah. it's gonna be throughout the whole year. That's probably gonna be the best one. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, you have Alabama. LSU, Kentucky, Georgia. You have Nord, Notre Dame and Northwestern, which that's going to be an the interesting Northwestern's game too. Northwestern's another team that I think is is a really good ball team. They don't have the win and loss to reflect it, but uh, I definitely think they're going to give trouble to Notre Dame. I believe that. And, the, and it's course, at Northwestern too. Yeah. So I'm, 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 Northwestern just beat Wisconsin. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a very interesting game. And see what really Notre Dame is made of. Yeah, because um, they're eight. They're eight and zero right now, mm-hmm. and they they have they. I would say they have some quality. We talked. We talked about their schedule under normal seasons. You know, most the ACC is really down this year. It is. They play a lot of ACC teams this year, and under normal circumstances, they would have probably one of the toughest schedules next to Alabama or any SEC team. Yeah. But uh, this year the ACC is down, so it's not. But this game is definitely going to be, I think it's something that Notre Dame needs to take seriously. I think Northwestern's going to play good. And then on top of that, we've got another big game, which is Penn State at Michigan. That's a very good game. Yeah, uh, Penn State. Uh, which Michigan know, is, they're tied with Ohio State in yeah. the Big Ten. But I don't, I can't, I don't, do they, I don't think, do they have a uh, conference championship I don't game? think so, no. But that, that's going to be interesting. I mean, Penn State's kind of, They've had a, kind of had a downfall the past still couple of weeks, top 20 and, but they're still a yeah. top twenty team, six and two record. Yeah. Uh, again, that's going to be a very interesting game. But going back to Kentucky, the narrative has been that you know this team is different than other years. That you know their defense is you know one of the best defenses in the nation. Definitely a top three I, defense. I think I think that's settled. I really do. I mean, you just look at SEC, how that defense, how smothering it was in the second half. They faced two really top, top Mississippi State and Missouri, yeah. and they shut them down. I mean, they held them to fourteen points in the first half, and then after that, it was nothing. They didn't do yeah. anything, you know. So I, I don't think I think that's settled. I really do. Now, will that type of defense beat an Alabama? No, I don't think so. But. No. And at the same time, it might slow them down a little bit. Yeah, it might slow them down. It's not. That's not going to change the, the Georgia outcome game. Is going to be. I think be. it's going to be an interesting game because I. I definitely think. And I've that, said this throughout 
you know, throughout the season, and especially after uh, when uh, when Georgia played Missouri. Yeah, I was not that impressed by Georgia. I mean, they they beat Florida by 19 points last night, but they didn't start showing up until the second half. Yeah, until Florida was up on them, and that was at home too. So again. I don't know about you, but I'm still not very impressed I, I by think, Georgia. I, I mean, you know, we talked about this. I think if Georgia is going to be successful, they're going to have to put up about 20 points on the on the on the scoreboard to beat Kentucky. Unless I mean, if they do anything less than that, they're in trouble. Yeah. They are, yeah. and and Kentucky unfortunately doesn't have the offense to produce a ton of points. No, but um, if they can keep if they can keep it within 14 to 20 points, I definitely think Kentucky's in this game at the very last quarter. Oh yeah. So you know it it ought to be interesting to see how Kentucky reacts. They're going to have home field advantage. I'm just going to say, know. I mean. If you thought Lexington, if you thought Lexington was crazy after Kentucky beat Florida, yeah, just wait until if they beat Georgia. Yeah, about how crazy. I definitely Lexington's think it's not a slam dunk, and please, oh, somebody no. from Georgia start running their mouth. We know how that works out. They people, they've stopped doing that though. <laughs> and just Georgia fans in general, and just college football fans saying that Kentucky has no chance against Georgia. Where the fuck have you been? No, I know, and they the rankings today, um, per, you know, proves that they don't think much of Kentucky. They went up one spot. You had two teams that basically got vanquished in the top ten, and they they moved yeah. up one spot. Yeah. So they're really um, not giving Kentucky its due. Um, now, granted, like I said, again, Missouri is a good team. They hung with Georgia. They, you know, they they definitely have a good ball team. So for us, that was a quality win, as far as I'm concerned, against Missouri. You know, whether it was stolen or not, you know, I don't care. It it was a quality win. They had to come back and score, you know, uh, two touchdowns mm-hmm. after the fact. Right. And if they don't do that. Then they're not even we're not even having this conversation. So I mean, you know, to say one play ruined it is just not the case, you know. And um, I saw the replays, and it could have been called either way. I I, you know? I agreed with that. That's was that was my assumption about it at least is that it could have gone either way. Yeah. But it's just you know Kentucky got that. I can call. see why Missouri fans are upset or yeah. Anybody else that's not a Kentucky fan would be upset. But at the same time, this stuff has gone against us in the past. Yeah. It's worked against us. So, I mean, it, you know, sometimes, um, you know, things work out for you. And I, I can think of many times in the past where you have a top 10 team that come comes down and, and, and they'll pull it out at the very last minute of a game. So, and, get a 2014 Florida State. Yeah. Uh, you have... Uh, uh, Clemson, even yeah, Clemson. A, a couple years ago. I mean, you just look at. I mean, it, it ha- that kind of thing happens. Yeah. And just again, going back to college football fans. Seriously, if you don't think that Kentucky has a chance against Georgia, seriously, where have you been the whole season? Kentucky, to me, they're. Their story is probably the most important story of this season. And and I say that as a Kentucky – I mean, I know I'm a Kentucky fan and I'm biased, but 
really honestly, you have them going into next week ranked 11th in the country. Which was already sold out one a couple, probably a couple months ahead of time. With one loss. And, and they haven't done it since 1950. This is a huge story. It really is. This is, uh, you know, I mean, this is the equivalent of the Cleveland Indians winning the World Series. You know, it hasn't been done in, you know, almost 70 years. Or Chicago Cubs before they... Well, I mean, yeah, Chicago Cubs even more because it was over 100 years. But, you know, I'm just saying that this is a huge story and they're not even talking about it. Mm -hmm. And they're in the SEC. Yeah. It's not like they're freaking ACC right now, which is really down. Right. Or any other conference. They're in a freaking SEC, you know? And so, like... I mean, we talked about this. We touched on this a little bit earlier. I mean, we... Kentucky's never going to get any kind of respect. I don't even think they're going to get respect that is due this year, even if they beat Georgia and make it to the I don't think SEC so championship. They're going to have to put a couple years. In. Yeah, they're going to have. It's going to be two or three years of consistent, you know, probably eight to nine win seasons. I would say, maybe. But I mean, again, I don't. I don't think it's ever going to happen, or not not ever going to happen. But they're not going to get. Respect for a while. whether they have respect or not, it's still a huge story. It is, and and the fact that they did this in the SEC, and you know, every one of the uh, we were talking, you know, uh, three four weeks ago, we were talking about the gauntlet games, and we weren't even looking at Georgia. We were talking about winning three, I'm losing three or four games, and being real happy with between it. Mississippi State. We are almost South guaranteed Carolina. now. My, Minus some disaster of having a two ten and two team this year, that's huge. I mean that that is well beyond anybody's expectations, and the fact that they did this in the SEC, uh, you know everybody gives everybody talks about how the SEC uh, gets all the attention and everything. Well, it doesn't because you have Kentucky who uh, survived uh, really an overtime from being undefeated. That's insane to me to think about. And, you know, so they they should be getting a little more respect than they got. But, you know what? Hey, I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, I don't, think any, I don't think any Kentucky fan would, you know, expect Kentucky to have a shot at making the SEC championship game. You know, I think, you know, you and I can both agree on that, yeah. that no one was expecting it. And when Josh Allen, Kentucky's star linebacker, said before the season, I came back to Kentucky for my senior year to to win the SEC East. I'm pretty sure people are saying... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good to have confidence, bud. But, but you know, we're kind of eating our words a bit. Yeah. Because yeah. they have a shot of winning the SEC East next weekend. And, you know, I... You know, growing up, I've been a Louisville fan. But I've liked both. Yeah. I've never, you know, this goes for both sports. I have never been this proud of a sports team than this Kentucky football team this year. The grit that they have shown, how good their defense has been, and no matter how bad their um, offense has been as far as Terry Wilson, finding ways to stay in the game 
That's just remarkable. How many times they're down fourteen to nothing, fourteen to three. They're down fourteen they to three. They could have just said, "We're done." They could have said, "You know what? We don't have the offense to get back in this game. Yeah. Let's just focus on Georgia next week and let's just, let's see if we can get it done." Yeah. But they didn't give up. Yep. Terry Wilson said, "You know what? I'm putting this team on my back to show why everyone was so hyped about me uh, when I came to Kentucky." And Terry Wilson came in through 31 times, completing 22. 267 yards and one touchdown, which was, of course, to C.J. Conrad. Um, so he probably this is probably his best game as a Kentucky Wildcat. Maybe other than that Florida well, game, if we can only get him to do that in the first half. If he can, Georgia. if he can do that consistently, yeah, where he can pass it, because he, I mean, that last drive against uh, uh, yesterday that got him the the scoring touchdown. He was throwing good passes down the field. Yeah. And I don't understand why he w- can't do that earlier in the season. It's possible. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. I, I don't I think, think it's so. an I don't think it's an arm issue. No. It's just you know looking about it now after seeing the type of throws that he was making yesterday, it makes me think that it wasn't maybe it wasn't his fault. It was just a screenplay. That's what. Eddie Graham's offense, that's what he wants his offense to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the run game and screen passes. Well, and you got to remember, uh, You Tyler, know, definitely yesterday he realized, you know, you know we're not going to win the game Tyler, on screen too. passes. Quarterback is um, not a – you know, throughout history of the game, there have been undersized, um, under-athletic quarterbacks who've done really well in the game. And the reason that they did is because a lot of – being a quarterback is mental. It's about, okay, I got this big, huge lineman running after me. Am I going to have the poise to throw the ball under that type of pressure and not panic in that pressure situation? So I think with Terry, the more he plays, the better he's going to get. I, I really just, believe that. The thing about uh, Terry Wilson, I, I think he needs confidence. Yeah. Because I think a lot, I mean, of course, and a lot, even I was – you know? Yeah, and even I was, I was really down on him, and yeah. I think he knew that. I, I think people were, I think he knew that people were, you know, upset about him, and how he had been playing, and you know, yesterday against Missouri didn't have the best running game. He only had eleven yards rushing, but his passing game, I mean, he was good. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of good plays. Lynn Bowden Jr., Kentucky's leading wide receiver, thirteen catches last night, one hundred and sixty-six yards, and he also. Had a punt return for a touchdown. And who scored that touchdown at the end of the game? A tight end. Yes. C.J. Conrad. Yes. That's and exactly what I we need. I don't understand why they don't use him more for red zone in situations. Short, in short situations, yes. And that's what I'm saying. Because he's a big boy. Shut down, he's a big guy. You know, it's like Texas A&M. They were getting shut down. I mean, their their pass game was non-existent. You know, you, you instead of throwing, you know, uh, 20 yards down the field for a screen pass, you can dump it off to a tight end or a running back in the short game. And, th- and then maybe that'll jumpstart things, you know. And and I don't know why they haven't been doing this. Plus, you know, the tight ends can get physical too. Yeah. You know, uh, as long as within a certain distance of that line, they can push off, they can do a lot of things that they can do, you know, to uh, open up the field for them. So, and... You know, the height, everything. 
And again, he's a big guy. It's not like he's an undersized tight end. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's yeah. a big boy. He's he's six five. What like he's exactly what you want in a tight end. And again, he is. Let's just not forget. He's one of the the top NFL uh, prospect for tight end. Yeah. Seriously, if you look at the all the the mock drafts, he's up there. He's number one for tight ends, and he's a senior too. So give it to him. That that's been the, one of the great mysteries of Kentucky. They really have not used him at all this year, and um, I, I I would. Like it's I said, if I was in the media, it would have been a, a good question I would ask is, why aren't you passing to an NFL prospect tight end? You know, why aren't you doing that? Right. <laughs> you know? Who could have a very good career in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. I mean, I mean, why aren't you giving it to him? And, and, you Especially, know, maybe, I mean, at least, why aren't you giving it to him in red zone situations? You just get Terry Wilson to throw it up there. Yeah. Six foot five, that's a lot of, lot of coverage you got to put on a guy like that. And most of your linebackers are not that tall. Yeah. And most of your corners are not that tall either. So. And speaking of linebackers, let's just look at some of these defensive stats. Sure. Josh Allen, Kentucky's leading linebacker. Two sacks, 11 total tackles. Jordan Jones, 10 total tackles. Darius West, 8 total tackles. Mike Edwards, 4 total tackles. Cash Daniel, 3 total, total tackles. And I think Darius West has been one of the most underrated Kentucky defenders this year. And, you know, after last night's game, he has 58 total tackles on the season and three interceptions. Wow. He's been one of the most – I don't think he gets enough love. And he's de- he's definitely one of Kentucky's top defenders, of course, and he's really underrated. And I think – I mean, I think he has a shot at making it to the NFL. I mean, we'll see. I think he's like six foot maybe. But, I mean, I, I so either way, he's been so good uh, for – Kentucky's defense this year, and Josh Allen's been a monster. Jordan Jones has played good. Cash Daniel is, he's of course been playing really good. I mean, I am you know this defense is devastating. Yeah, it's smothering, and there's not a lot you can do about them. And considering they held Drew Locke, one of the top quarterbacks in the college football nation, they held Drew Locke to 165 yards passing. Wow. And 15 of 27 uh, completion. So, I don't know what more else you could say about this Kentucky's uh, about Kentucky's defense this year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I definitely. And Darius West also. I mean, let's not, I mean, he uh, had a blocked punt or a blocked field goal uh, against Missouri yesterday too. So he's been everywhere uh, for this Kentucky defense. And again, out of all Louisville Kentucky teams, can, this Kentucky team has by far been one of the most that I've been so proud of. Yeah, and I am, you know, this makes me so happy that they're finally, you know, getting to where they're really good. Of course, I mean this. Of course, this is a topic for another day, but you know, hopefully they can keep it going for years to come. Which, of course, next year they're losing a lot of defensive people. Especially Josh Allen, Jordan Jones, Darius West, uh, you know, Mac, Mike Edwards too. But it's just, you know, we know that they're not Alabama where they can't reload every single year. But they can still be good for years to come. And they just have to be able to keep the consistency, uh, consistency going for sure. 
Another team in the state of Kentucky, the Louisville Cardinals. Oh, boy. Once again, getting blown out at home by Wake Forest, 56-35. I don't know, I mean, if this doesn't put the Petrino even more on a hot seat, I don't know what does. Well, I really don't. I, I definitely think uh, he needs to go. Um, and, you know, I, I, I told you, know. you this. I, I told you this earlier. I mean, if you really look at it, even in this early, uh, in the, even in the early two thousands, in his tenure at uh, at Louisville, he had Brian Brom, who was a, a five star quarterback coming out of high school. Of course, that that will make any team good. Yeah, Lamar. And of course, you have Lamar, which you could very easily say, "Hey, you know, they won multiple games because of Lamar Jackson and setting up an offense." Well, if you remember last year with Lamar, that defense didn't do anything, and they still got eight wins. Yeah, they were they were struggling though because of uh, the defense couldn't stop anybody, so they had to really put out offensive. And of course, you have a year, your first year. Without Lamar Jackson, and you go and you're two and six right now. Yeah, and and your quality wins against Indiana State and Western Kentucky. Well, I'm saying they barely beat Western Kentucky 2017. So their only quality win is Indiana State 31 to seven. Indiana State. You know we're not talking about basketball here. We're talking about football. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. You know, it, it's just. Uh, it's crazy to think about, you know, that they got beat by three touchdowns at home and the team racked up 56 points against you. And um, This I is believe, the second game at home yeah, where they've just been getting blown and, out. And the, and the irony of it is they scored 56 points, but they scored zero in the fourth quarter. Wake Forest and Louisville didn't score anything in the fourth quarter. So, really, Wake Forest – didn't even run up the score. And this is a 4-4 four and four team. Yeah, it's not like it's you know, a Clemson team. Yeah, yeah. So, um, w- which ironically, they guess play who they're ne- playing. They play next week at <laughs> Clemson. <laughs> uh, that's not going to be pretty at all. Sorry, Bobby, um, but yeah. I think you're gone. You should yeah. be gone, bro. I'm sorry. And uh, the only thing that could possibly save their season is beating someone like Kentucky but the Not problem is happen. they can't even stop the run. How many yards did uh, Wake Forest? Interesting story about Matt Coburn, and I'll get that to a second. But against Louisville, t- 20 carries, 243 yards rushing, and three touchdowns. That is that's insane. I mean that is that's just that's twelve that's twelve yards a, a carry, and you know. That is no defense at all. I mean, can you imagine just hand, first and ten, handing it off football, another first and ten? Yeah. You know, and exactly. uh, and, and he, it's not like he just ran, you know, like three, you know, 60-yarders or something. He he rushed quite a bit. So, um, wow, I just, you know, 223 yards passing, 200. And, and actually, they had 326 yards uh, rushing so from other running backs. They did it. They did it all on the ground, pretty much. Yeah. So and, and you have uh, their wide receiver Greg Dortch. That's not going to work out so well against someone like Kentucky either. So 
And then you got Clemson, who's very well balanced. They'll, they'll murder them. I mean, yeah, Clemson's going to murder Louisville. Yeah, There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and so, you have Greg Dortch, uh, Wake Forest's wide receiver. Eight catches, 135 yards through the, uh, you know, through the air. Like I said, I don't know what more else could put uh, Bobby Petrino on the hot seat. Yeah, and plus the fact that the you know they're trying to clean up the program too. And I get um, that would be one more step. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, going back to Matt Coburn, uh, Wake Forest's running back, back in 2015, believe he was going to go to Louisville. Louisville had offered him. <laughs> Louisville had offered him a scholarship. And then two days before National Signing Day, they pulled it for whatever reason, which left him without a team because I think he was going to sign with Louisville and everything. And then Wake Forest picks him up, and then three years later, he's torturing, he torches uh, Louisville's defense for 243 yards and three touchdowns. That's just a pretty – Wonder if they would need a guy like him on their team right now. What do you mm, think? They could use him. Yeah. I mean, yeah just judging they, they, from their They had ninety eight yards rushing, which is not ter- not also awful or anything, but uh you know, with Smith, but at the same time, you know, the roles probably would have been reversed if they had him on the team. You know? It's just you know, that's very questionable because that's also that's uh I wonder if he Dang. went to shake Petrino's hand after the game. I wonder. He'd be like, hey, coach, you remember me? <laughs> but, I, of course, Louisville would have to go through a situation. Who are we going to hire next? But yeah. that's that's okay. You know, they can have, you know, someone for a couple years and try to get them, try to get them on a, a steady uh, increase. You know what I mean? Do we know anything about the recruiting for next year? I don't know much about. I haven't heard anything. So. Uh, I mean, I know they have recruits. I know they have. Well, they're gonna have probably recruits, have. But I mean, I know they have. Big. I don't think so. Yeah. Honestly, I mean. So I mean, they're uh, probably, they probably in the have same position next year. Too. I mean, yeah. I mean, they probably have a, a couple four stars. Um, but I mean, I, nothing. In other words, we're not having a a five star quarterback come in to save the day as no, usual. No, but no. Uh, so, and that, I think I mean, that's I part think, of the problem. Honestly, though. I think Louisville's quarterback situation. I think they. I think they have a future with their quarterback, with their quarterbacks because they've had uh, Juwan Pass, who I mean, he's played. He's had games where he's looked good, but other than that, he's just had a couple of really bad games. But I mean, he had. 358 passing yards last uh, yesterday, which that's okay, but still. But he's I mean, also passing for a little above 50 percent to yeah. completion. And now, of course, and then you have uh, Jordan Travis for Louisville, and also uh, Malik. I believe his name is Malik Cunningham. Mm-hmm. So, and those are uh, those are two quarterbacks that have shown promise. So I think Louisville's quarterback situation, they definitely have a future. It's just the defense. It it's just the, their anything. offense. I think they they'll be okay. They could be okay because yeah. they have pieces, but their defense—they're going to need uh, God's touching. Yeah. Uh, in order, I mean, they're just going to have to, you know, and pick it, up some gems, uh, some do you diamonds know if in a row. Petrino ever had really a really good defense. 
I mean, I'm, I'm trying looking, to think about even I'm looking back, back at the back of the seasons. They always had the high powered, high octane offenses, uh, especially with Brian Brom, yeah, and uh, Lamar and, Jackson. And so they just kind of outscored their opponents. They didn't really stop them. Mm-mm. So um, I mean, but even before, I mean, Louisville's been known to have quality defense. Yeah, in the past, and especially with Charlie Strong's uh, years there. No, and, Charlie Strong's different, but uh, yeah, but I mean, like I said, I mean, in the past, Louisville. No, I'm just saying, Charlie Strong's a completely different coach. It is, yeah. And his mentality and everything. I I really like Charlie Strong. I have no idea why they let him skedaddle, but uh, they could have kept him. Uh, But they just didn't do it, you know. And um, I think it was a bad move. I think Charlie Strong, in the end, if you were to ask him, you know, was it a mistake leaving Louisville, I think he probably would have said yes because he went to Texas. Because he had something going yeah. at Louisville. Yeah, now he's he really did. starting. But, I mean, he's doing he, good he's now. Had a, he's yeah. had really – he's he's off to a good start at so, yeah. uh, University of South Florida. Yeah. He's off to a really good start. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, and again, I, Louisville would have to go through, you know, who are we going to hire next? Which, again, they could – they can find someone, get them – Try to get them on track, and then eventually down the road, pick up a good head coach who is willing to take over that Louisville football program. Of course, there's a lot of unknowns about what's going to happen after the season and what kind of direction Louisville wants to go in. Yeah. But, I mean, again, we'll see. And do I want Petrino to go? Hell yes, I do want him. I want him to go. Because he's not helping this Louisville program. I don't think so. And you just look at, I mean, Again, he's had players in the past that made him look, that have made him look good as a football coach. So, going, looking at the uh, the updated top twenty-five. Number one, of course, uh, uh, Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Alabama. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. I wish Hawaii was that good, but. I can the, do it on uh, NCAA football the, fourteen. The NFL D League team, yeah. Alabama. <laughs> Alabama is pretty much an NFL team. Yeah, you you put them against uh, you put them against the, an NFL team. I think they would hang with yeah, them. Honestly, I think so. to be honest with you. <laughs> anyway, all joking all joking aside, number one Alabama, two Clemson, Notre Dame, number three LSU, number four. Pretty much that's the, pretty much the I think it is the same top four. Yeah. Uh, from last week. And number five, uh, Michigan stays at number five. Georgia moves up to six. Oklahoma is at seven. Ohio State moves up three spots to number eight off, uh, coming off a of bye week. University of Central Florida still in the top ten at number nine. For some reason, Washington State um, ahead of Kentucky at number ten. Kentucky's number 11, of course. West Virginia, number 12. Florida moves uh, like what, like six spots back they, to thirteen? They dropped four. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, number they were number nine. Yeah. They dropped four spots to thirteen. Penn State at fourteen. Texas moves nine spots back to I, fifteen. I don't agree with that at all. That, that big drop. I, I don't either. Utah. Yeah. Utah. Number sixteen. They moved up seven spots mm. from twenty three uh, to sixteen, which mm. that's a mystery. But go ahead. Yep. <laughs> Houston, number 17, Utah State. Utah State's uh, number yeah, 18. Somebody's... Iowa, number eight, uh, 19. Fresno State. Uh, Utah State, I think that's their first uh, 
I don't know if they were ranked last they week. They weren't ranked. They weren't. They're, so they made a... uh, they made their trip to the for first time this season into the top twenty five. Fresno State making a their first trip to the top twenty five. Mississippi State's number twenty one. Syracuse makes a trip to the top twenty five at number twenty two. Virginia also making uh, making it to the top twenty five at twenty three. Boston College also making it at twenty four. And Texas A and M rounds out the. At number 25 with Texas A&M. Yeah. I, I definitely think Boston College deserves to be up there. Mm-hmm. They've had some good quality wins. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they some of these uh, I, I don't understand at all. Fresno State, uh, Utah State. I couldn't even tell you what their conferences those two yeah. teams are. Uh, and so, I, you know, I, I don't know exactly what they're doing. It's obviously they're closing out the ACC in the top twenty-five. I guess to get more. I mean, let's see. I mean, how many teams the how many teams the SEC has in here? Uh, one, um, two, I mean, <laughs> three, four, five, six. You have six teams. Do you really think that Texas A&M would lose to Utah State? You know what I'm saying? I, that's what they're saying by the ranking is that Utah State's better than Texas A&M. You think? Uh, let's see. You think Fresno State's going to beat Texas A&M? Yeah. Do you think uh, Utah is going to beat Texas yeah. A&M? I mean, even in the top ten, do you really think you the uh, Central Florida? Do yeah. you really think they're going to beat a team like Texas A&M? Uh, let's just, just let's just be honest here. Yeah. Even yeah. even against Kentucky. Do you really think UCF would beat Kentucky? Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest here. Yeah, I agree with that. And the Washington State jump uh, just doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, they had a quality win against Oregon, uh, I mean, two weeks ago. But they, they beat – they barely beat Wisconsin. They barely beat Stanford. Stanford was ranked 24th. Yeah. They uh, won Stanford to 38, and they jumped four – they jumped that – that many spaces, uh, you know, they, they jumped four spots for beating Stanford. You know, uh, that don't make any sense. Uh, so I, I don't know, uh, you know, why Kentucky only went up one. And I can I can say, okay, well, you know, they, they almost lost, okay. But having Washington State leapfrog them over almost losing to Stanford doesn't make any sense. But, you know, it, it really doesn't to me. And uh, teams that are just they got kicked out of the top twenty-five because, quite honestly, this they kind of suck. <laughs> not they don't suck, but you know they're not really they're really underperforming of yeah. what what they were supposed to. Stanford, of course, got kicked out of the top twenty-five uh, after University of South Florida lost to Houston. They got kicked out of the top twenty-five, which was their first loss Wisconsin. of the season. Yes. Wisconsin got kicked out of the top twenty-five, and what's funny about Wisconsin is the the first polls that came out for college football, they were number four. Yeah. Does this tell like you that there. maybe this the, the people the the AP poll whoever comes out you know with these rankings, do they really know what they're talking about? No. Other than Alabama, which is for sure. Oregon. Also got kicked out of the top twenty-five after losing to Arizona last night, forty-four to fifteen. That's absolutely crazy. Wisconsin again got kicked out. Auburn out of top twenty-five. So Alabama was also still no vote for Hawaii. 
Well, they lost again. <laughs> They're six and four after. I think we they can lost. Still hope for a vote. They could still hope for one vote. <laughs> I still think Hawaii could beat Utah State, which they actually play next week. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's see. Let's just see. <laughs> let's just see how good this Utah State. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it would kind of be cool to see Utah State in the playoffs playing against uh, Alabama. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, so moving on. To uh, next week's game. So, actually, Florida mm-hmm. at Georgia. Yes. Okay, so it was a it was a close game uh, in the first half. Yes. And the start of the second half was also very uh, it was very close too. And then uh, you know Georgia started out with a a ten zero uh, lead in the first quarter. And I was like, oh oh boy, uh, I don't think this is going to turn out well. And then Florida's defense. They kind of kicked it up, got them back in the game. Uh, and in the second half, Georgia, I mean, uh, Florida takes the lead 14 to 13. But after that, man, yeah, I mean, Georgia stepped up big time on their offense. Running game looked good. Uh, Jake Fromm looked uh, pretty good, throwing for about 240 passing yards, I believe. So he had a good game. And, again, I said this earlier, they won the game, but... They still don't, still didn't look very impressive to me. No. And again, I don't know how you feel about that, about me saying that, but I don't think they're that impressive. I mean, they're still a good I'm team. Yeah, they're, they're good a good team. team. I mean, that's not out of the, that's well, no, that's not debatable. Let's, but let's give some stats here um, that I think are really indicative of of Georgia. You know, they're good, but they're not great. Uh, you had Elijah Holyfield, who had the most carries in the game. Had Whose 20... father is Evander Holyfield, yes. <laughs> who was at the game. He carried uh, for 71 yards and 20 carries. He averaged 3.6 yards a game. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who had 12 carries for 104 yards at 8.7 per y- yards per carry. But it's only 12 carries. So, um, Jake Fromm had six, uh, six rushes for 11 yards. So, you know, we're, we're not talking about anything that's really devastating on the ground. We're talking about pretty much mediocre running. They did hand the ball off. I mean, that's uh, almost 40 carries right there. Um, so, you know, their, their passing game is decent. You know, their quarterback throws a little over 60% on average. He only had 105 yards for the game, one TD and one interception. Oh, excuse me. I'm looking at Florida. Excuse me. Jake Fromm had yeah, uh, I was gonna say yeah, seventeen and twenty four had two hundred forty yards passing, three TDs, and he was sacked once. So you know, I I don't think it's anything that um, is stellar to where you're like, oh wow, we're gonna get devastated in this game. I definitely think a good Kentucky defense. And again, I'm telling you that for the uh, the college football fans that are saying, yeah, Kentucky doesn't have a chance. Seriously, where have you been this whole season? Yeah. And honestly, again, Georgia is a good team. I mean, that's not debatable. They are a good team. But they're not that impressive. And they can certainly be, certainly be stopped. Just look at the LSU game. Mm-hmm. And you look at Kentucky's defense, who has had the ability to shut down a quarterback and shut down the running mm-hmm. game. Yes. I'll so call for, it, I mean, if for, they don't score over... 20 points next week, they lose. I'll call it. And um, and I definitely think that, uh, you know, Georgia's going to have to score. They're going to have 
to score against a really good Kentucky team. And I don't think it's – I'm not saying it's impossible. Again, this is going to be a ruckus crowd. Yeah. It's what, who has been – it's been – the game's been sold out for a little over a month now. So, I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. It's not a pushover. It's game, not right? – don't look at this game as a, a definite win for Georgia because this is a very winnable game for Kentucky. And, I, I mean, thinking before this season, we, were, we weren't thinking that like that. Yeah. We were, we would. I mean, we if we were thinking that, we would have slapped ourselves in the faces. Yeah. I mean, if I said that, honestly, if I came to you uh, before the season started and said, "Hey, Kentucky would be seven one if they beat Georgia," a, a very and they beat Georgia, they make it to the SEC championship game, and if I told you, "Hey, Kentucky has a shot against Georgia," you you would have laughed at me. Yeah, no, there's no way. Knowing the, knowing the history of both teams, uh, you know, just saying that seems a little weird to me. But uh, it's very true. I, I definitely think Kentucky is not going – I mean, they're going into that game as an underdog, but they're not going in be there as a miracle win. You yeah. know, to, to It'd be interesting off. to see what, uh, what the line starts out as for that game. Yeah. It'd be very interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And going back to uh, games for next week, Kentucky-Georgia. Kentucky's defense, I'm not worried about. I think they can hold their own. However, their offense needs to step up big time. This is a game where Terry Wilson just needs to play out of his mind. They really do. I don't think he needs to play out of his mind. I I think... He needs to have a good, solid, two hundred plus passing game, um, and, and be able to rush to, the ball, a little and then bit. be able to rush the ball. Yes, I, I think I don't think they need to put up forty points. Like I said, oh no, the, they don't they need score, to put up. If they score three touchdowns against Georgia, I think I think Georgia's in trouble. I really believe that. And three touchdowns by any means—that's how good Kentucky's defense is. By the way, if they have three touchdowns. And, you know, we talked about this. If they score in the first half, and if they score, you know, 7, 14 points in the first half, uh, I'd be worried if I was Georgia. I really would. I mean, I would be worried if I was Georgia going into that game. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to do? I And I just hope that someone from Georgia starts talking smack because it's always worked out real well for us. Yeah. So. I mean, again, I think it's going to be interesting – to see what the line's going to be. Yeah. I really do. Uh, and just looking at uh, some other games. Oh. We had a, uh, a pretty big game. The Beast. Alabama traveling to take on the LSU Tigers. Boy, oh boy. Oh boy. That's going to be an uh, interesting game. That's going to be game. fun, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we have two games next next week, which will decide who goes to the SEC Championship. Yeah. Uh, between Alabama, LSU, and uh, Georgia and Kentucky. Uh, for LSU, though, their defense is going to be able to shut, not shut them down completely, but they're going to have to be able to slow them down a bit. I, definitely I, I with Tua I, and their running backs, yeah. and definitely kind of they're going to have to shut down their wide receivers too. They're just going to have to do it. They're, they're, they're gonna, just going to have to play out of their mind. Yeah, their they defense are. is going to have to play the perfect game. Yeah, it really and, is. And you know, you're talking about. Um, 
Tua, who's never played in the fourth quarter. He has not played in the fourth quarter yet. Yes, so so it'll be interesting. So the There's some interesting things going on there. Will he have to play in the fourth quarter? I, mean, I think, I never I think he of, will. Yeah, I never thought I'd have to ask that, but, you know, will he have to, first of all? And then second of all, um, I definitely think LSU's more uh, – I mean, they do pass the ball not well, but uh, they're more of a running game. So let's see how – Alabama's defense reacts to the running game. I don't think that bodes well for LSU. I really don't. Because if Alabama gets their offense going, a running game ain't going to win that game for you. I think a a thing for also for LSU next weekend, they're going to have to be able to uh, keep Alabama's offense off the field. Yeah, They're going to have to have long offensive drives. We haven't really had the Alabama defense really go up against anybody that's, you know, remotely uh, high octane like LSU can be uh, if they're playing well. Right. But, uh, you know, so it, it, ought, it ought to be interesting to see that game, um, to watch that game just for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, Tua who has a quarterback rating of 238 <laughs> going up against a 118 quarterback rating in Burrow. So uh, really, uh, LSU is an, is is on the ground type of team. They can pass it. They LSU to me looks more like a Kentucky type of team. In other words, where they're going to run the ball, they're going to pass a little bit, but for the most part, their defense is going to have to shut you down, and then the offense is going to have to kick in some numbers. Yeah. With Alabama, it's just like we didn't need de- we they've never needed defense to this point. No. So we yeah. don't know how good this Alabama defense is, is and we're going to find out pretty And we're quickly. also going to see how good this offense really is. Cuz I think I I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think LSU's best best team in the country besides Alabama. I do. I think I I I don't think Clemson in their division has played any game remotely close to what LSU's played or Alabama's played. I think Alabama's had an easier go of it than LSU. But uh, I, I don't think they're playing the quality opponents that they are or anything. Notre Dame's, you know, pretty good too. But Notre Dame's, you know, damn near lost two games. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've had, you know, two tough games. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that this, this LSU versus Alabama, if LSU by some miracle beats Alabama – I say miracle, but if they beat them, Alabama still gets in. LSU gets in. If LSU I mean, loses this game, they're gone. Oh yeah, they're they're out. They're out. If LSU and then it, loses, and then it leaves the door open for Georgia mm-hmm. and and Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Kentucky? No, I don't. I know, I, but Kentucky's I mean, if Georgia a... were to beat Kentucky, then I definitely think you'd see a big surge for them to be put in that. Area I mean, Georgia's too. number six right now, and of course you have. Uh, uh, Michigan, who plays uh, Penn State next weekend, yes. that's going to be interesting because I still think Michigan's going to win, but I mean, I, I, we'll see. But uh, of course, Michigan's number five, and they play Penn State. And they next are weekend. playing at home too, so yeah. yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I mean, if Michigan loses, I mean Georgia moves up more, yeah. and if LSU loses, Georgia moves. Uh, but could, the two teams ahead of Georgia right now are Michigan and LSU. Yeah. So if those two. If those two teams lose next weekend, there's a shot for Georgia to move up. Get up there, yeah. 
But, you know, again, we're counting the chickens. Georgia's got to play Kentucky. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't think that's a, a slam dunk for them. So, you know, it, it's it's definitely an exciting weekend next weekend because there's some really good ball games going on. And they have implications for the tournament big time. And, um, you know, and we're, we still have several games left. And we're talking about that. That's, that's tell you how big that is. Um, you know, I definitely think LSU, if they put up a good showing against Alabama and somehow pull out the win, boy, that the SEC changes a lot. You got LSU in the championship because they got the one win over Alabama. And then it's possible that you have, let's say, Kentucky beats Georgia. You have LSU versus Kentucky in a championship. Now, who Which that, that, that? that changes the narrative yeah. for Kentucky possibly winning the yeah. whole freaking thing. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, it's so but next weekend know, is definitely an interesting weekend. If things go the way we think they will, Alabama win with a Georgia win, and then you got Georgia and probably Alabama facing, probably they will face each other in a championship. And if Georgia loses, they don't get in. And then Alabama's the only one from the SEC, which I think would be actually bad for the SEC because the SEC's really quality conference this year. They're the best, period. And, uh, you know, in the past, you know, we can make arguments for the ACC, but it's just, just looking at more of the top 10. If Oklahoma even wants a shot at making it to the playoffs, they would need Georgia to lose, Michigan to lose, and LSU to lose. Yeah. To at least make it number four. Possible, but that's a lot of losses for yeah, good quality teams. So. And Ohio State, they shouldn't be considered. No, I think uh, that they can't. I mean, I don't think so. Again, they would have. They would need a lot of. They need losses. a lot of losses. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. This that's the end of the the post game show. The third post game show for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Again, I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the Halloween special that we had on Friday night. It's pretty fun to do. Uh, and again, I said, I said on Friday night we're also going to do some fun things like, like uh, for Christmas and maybe even a Thanksgiving one, maybe. But you know, it, we're just trying to have fun here at Man Cave, and and I, I realize that not a lot of people are into sports, so I want to. Even though the majority of this podcast is about sports, I want to include everything, make it more fun, and have more outside things a part of this podcast, and make it f- more fun just for everybody, not just for the sports people. And if you want to follow us on our social media, Instagram name, Man Cave Sports Podcast, at Man Cave Sports Podcast. Twitter, at Man Cave Podcast, and you can now find us on Facebook, Created our own page. Just look them in the search bar. Man Cave Sports Podcast. It should be there. And give us a like. Give us a review. And you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. On Anchor. Wherever you are listening to this podcast. Give us a five star. Give us a review. Tell us tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like about us. Tell us you like cheeseburgers. And I'll be like, you know what? Yeah. Damn yeah. right. <laughs> cheeseburgers pretty damn good. So... Until Tuesday for the Man Cave Sports Podcast, thank you for joining us in the Man Cave.